I love how after hours is between hours. So are we on? Are we on? Oh my God, you guys, this is our first ever after hours episode one. And so we spent a little bit of time just before this podcast uh, pounding a glass of wine from one of my very favorite places, Vine and Olive in Coeur d'Alene. I get my wine, my wine scholarship. That's so great. No, my wine membership from them every month. And I get three bottles of white wine. This one is from Varner and it's a 2017 Chardonnay, Santa Barbara County, El Camino Vineyard. And that is the classiest we will be during this entire podcast. Okay. So you get wines from them every month, three a month? Uh, yes, I get three a month, and they keep them in a special box that's like on tracks. They have a whole bunch of and boxes. And they just show up in your box? Yes, they and just you show up, and you're like, these are my wines now. Yes, exactly. Isn't that great? Interesting. Yeah, okay. Does, I love it. Is that how Wanderlust works, too? Yes. Wanderlust Delicato also has a wine club. Yes. Um, I believe Vino has a wine club. There are lots of places around town. Uh, does Nectar do one? I don't remember. I can't remember. Anyway, I but we can find – you know what? That would be a really good article to do, Melissa. Yeah. List wine of wine clubs. clubs. In the, in the Northwest. Yeah, because you can order them online, but they're usually not that great, and the shipping is ridiculous. Right. Get and, local. Yeah. Of course, yeah. And because these people are already having wines shipped to them, they get to then curate specialized, like, picks that are just for you, things that you really love. Um, I love having um, – Oh my god! Like a variety, Naomi. Of I love Naomi oh. picking white wines for me because it's one of those things that I struggle with, like selecting red wines. I kind of have my favorites. Okay, you know, from like oh god, I don't even remember where now. One glass of wine, you guys. This is what happens. One glass. Yeah, one glass. Yep, yep. Well, I was going to ask because I just became a member of a wine club recently, uh, Mary Hills. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So they have a tasting room downtown here in Spokane. Mm-hmm. So it was like, of course, I love their wines. Every time I've come in, I've loved their different wines and everything. So we signed up, a friend and I signed up for their reds. And so mm-hmm. I think it comes and, you know, if this isn't correct, like this is our first time signing up. And so we're actually picking up our wines this weekend. But I think they come twice a year. And I oh, think nice. we're getting six. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the, the level we signed up for and everything. So it's interesting to hear that you can get like three a month or like mm-hmm. you can sign up for different wine clubs like with Mary Hill, Kiona is another favorite. Purple oh, Star, yeah, totally. love that too. So, oh my gosh, I want to be like a member of all these wine clubs. I almost feel though that like three might be too much. It's a lot a for a month. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'd have to have more friends. That's why I bring it to things like this because I yes. know that we will share the burden of drinking it together. And one of the other cool things about this particular wine club at Vine and Olive in Coeur d'Alene is that you can have the bottles purchased and then drink them at your table with mm. your dinner Mm -hmm. and they don't pay you don't have to pay a corkage fee so you can just drink it at the cost that it that was to purchase and enjoy your wine yeah and have a lovely evening go to a movie you know go to the well-read moose which by the way reese witherspoon was at lately because we have a new friend in the neighborhood in coeur d'alene y'all did she just buy a house? She bought a house in Coeur d'Alene. Oh yep, on the I lake. wonder why. I, I know. Wonder who introduced her to our area? <laughs> <laughs> I think we might know. It's someone that's one of our friends. Yeah, um, and contributors. Yes, and yes, a contributor. Yeah. We love her. But it's really thrilling to have the lovely Reese Witherspoon here in our area. Yeah. Um, I've always been a huge fan of her work. Yeah, she's done a lot of incredible things. Mm-hmm. Real quick, though, Vine and Olive is delicious, right? Mm-hmm. I've only had it once at, um, oh, what's it called in February? Restaurant Week. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. delicious. 
delicious. I don't get out to Coeur d'Alene that often, but so good. Yeah, Naomi Bouts is a female restaurant owner. That is her establishment. It's beautiful. I got to go in there before it was open and and see how she conceptualized this former Aeropostale store. Yes. I would have never guessed that. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. And she made it into this warm, welcoming, um, European-feeling kind of environment with lots of rich woods and dark colors. And the walls are such a beautiful, warm blue. Um, And that food. Oh, girl. The food is incredible. There's this chef's table um, that you can get for special events that's in the wine room. So if you see our wine box – don't take our wine. <laughs> but I definitely recommend her picks. She is a phenomenal um, wine person. Connoisseur. Damn. What do I – she's not – I don't think not she's sure. a sommelier. But anyway, she I picks amazing wines and you can just like close your eyes and point and you'll get something excellent. Mm. So um, speaking of people who have had a huge impact on my life – the Queen of England has just passed away. As soon as I saw that news, it felt like somebody had punched me in the chest. I was really sad about it. Um, I've been a real passionate royal watcher since I was probably like, oh my gosh, since I even knew who the Queen was when I was very little. Granted, it's because I grew up near Disneyland and I was obsessed with princesses and palaces and castles and all that kind of stuff. But my family has, you know, historical ties to England and the aristocracy. And so it was it was a real sad moment. She reigned for longer than almost any monarch in history. There was only one person who beat her, and I think he started ruling at like age seven. Ugh, which best. was just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he did an excellent job. <laughs> but she I'd love really, to be governed by a seven year old. Right? But she did a great <laughs> job. And what 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 are your thoughts on the Queen? Um, okay, well, just to like transition, I love that she I don't know if at the very end she was still like drinking her what didn't she have like a gin and tonic or something or like two every night? She had like some kind of mixed drink. And um I loved that about her. When I learned that I was like, My queen, indeed. <laughs> um Yeah, this so I don't know. I feel like I didn't really revere the queen or even really like think about her about her that much. I remember my mom wasn't like obsessed in a weird way, but like Diana was just like mm-hmm. everyone's princess. Yeah. And so my mom's haircut, I just remember like I think Diana died when I was like around ten or something like that. I was young and um but my mom had like a Princess Diana haircut. I think it was just like the style. And she was maybe around Princess Diana's age. I actually don't know. So I hope I'm not like making my mom older than she really is. But I just like as a kid, I remember like looking at Princess Diana and then looking at my mom, blondes, blue eyes. Like I was just like, oh, these are the same person. And then when she died and it was like all over the TV and everything, I was like, oh, my God, is mom next? And I feel like that was my introduction (laughs) to like, oh, no, death as a child. And so I was just like, oh, no. And then I was like. Like, oh, obviously my mother is not Princess Di. But they did. My mom was very much like someone who, like most people, I think, like really liked Princess Diana and like Mm. were so devastated by her death. And so it did kind of, at least for us, taint the image of the queen because she was never like a really big Princess Diana supporter. Mm -hmm. And like she kind of kicked her out when they got divorced. And like – and then you saw like the boys and they were like so cute and Prince William was so attractive, at least, you know, to me. Like all the Gen Zers. Oh, he was super hot. Yeah, no. No, he was cute when we were young. Yeah. I named my son after him. Did you really? I did, 100%. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that, that is, is something blowing. I probably did not know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I named Will after him. And it also happened to be my ex's middle name. 
So he thought it was after him, but really it was after Prince William. I love that. I mean, he was very attractive. He was a, young a man. yeah. Real Prince William, not your child. Yeah. No. But yeah, no. like he's a very nice no, child. Yeah. My but, son is definitely adorable, yeah. but no. Yeah. Not royalty, for <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, no. And so seeing the boys and everything, it was just like, oh, like this is so sad. But I think more in recent times, I think I kind of just liked her because of her longevity. And I mean, she was a big corgi lover, too. So anyone that loves like dogs more than humans is okay on my list. 100%. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I think that is a really solid litmus test. Like if you don't love dogs, then you're a garbage person. Yeah, no I offense mean, to anybody listening. I guess but if you're extremely allergic, I can give you a pass. Oh, because yeah, like yeah. that's sad. But or if you had like some traumatic, traumatic incident. Like, I get that. Like, right. Sometimes people get bitten and that's a horrible right. thing. And actually, it's funny, just quick segue. Um, my husband was like, because we're thinking about getting a dog. And he was like, oh, what about a corgi? Because <gasps> I feel like you've seen them like yes. on Instagram and everything. Blake, if you are listening. <laughs> no. Blake, it's corgi I, time. No, I said no. <gasps> Melissa. I said corgis are dicks. They are the best. No, like every time I've no. seen them, they like are no. so maybe we shouldn't be yelling while people are still working, but like <laughs> they seem like jerks. Like, they no are offense. the sweetest. Okay, like, first they of have all, their own opinion about stuff and it's like not really just love me. They do just want to be loved all the time. Okay. That is one thing that they really do enjoy. But in the morning, they're hilarious. Okay, so Corgi's in the morning, jump all over you. They they kiss you everywhere like any bit of skin that's exposed they're like 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 blah, blah, blah. it's their favorite thing ever it's kind of gross like rob always says like stop shrimping me when they lick his feet and i'm like yeah yeah it's super gross yeah. but they're really affectionate and super sweet the only thing that i will say that is rough about a corgi mm-hmm. is how much they shed oh they do shed a lot Ugh. at certain times of the year mm-hmm. and then the rest of the year they're pretty okay but like we just make sure that they're groomed regularly but yeah. yeah corgis are the freaking cutest dogs ever and the queen was a genius did you know this is a random fact mm. that her current corgis are descendants yes. of the first corgi that she got when she was 18 as a gift oh my gosh I didn't know that yeah no yeah, random fact yeah I have so many of those deep in the recesses of my brain I actually did believe for a hot second that like because she was like oh I don't want to have any corgis living after Ugh. I die and I was like oh my god are they going to kill the corgis. Oh, my God. You know what's oh, no. funny is there was an <laughs> onion thing today Yeah, that said like um, – Oh, yay. The queen's going to be buried alive with her corgis. And people, like, bought it. They ate the onion. <laughs> it was really oh, funny. No. Yeah. I was wondering what was going to happen to them. Like, yeah. who's going to take them? Charles doesn't really seem like a big dog person. They'll probably go to some loving homes in the family. I would be willing gonna to They're going to go to a farm upstate. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I really hope those corgis get snugged real hard and not sent to a farm. One left. So, I mean, oh, I think fine. there was two and a, a dachshund corgi That's mix. right. I did see the dorgy they were the calling it which dorgy. i was like i kind of really want to see this dog and now i want one they're kind of i'm not gonna lie they're kind of ugly really are they like long corgis because corgis are already long yeah like, they're how long. long is this dog they're long and they're kind of shaggy like they just look kind of confused i don't know like, oh, so okay maybe i don't want a dorgy <laughs> they're a little weird they're a little weird they're cute ish i mean you know, your, your grandma will love a corgi. It'll oh be great. Gosh. I don't know. I don't okay, know. I feel like a I'm dork. not going to get a corgi. But no, corgis yeah. are great. Corgis are great, hundred percent. Dorgies are a little weird. Okay, I'll think. I'll think about it. Okay, no so pause. Dorgies. Speaking of dogs, What's how's that? your doggy doing? Path of Hope Rescue. You had the sweetest little pup. Oh, um. So they've all gotten adopted. Yay! Yeah. No, it was Good. super great. The last one got adopted while I was down. <laughs> okay, Vinny, you need to show me that again because, like, is that I, hers or is that just like I, a generic I am, dorgy? I am legitimately I don't know. I could love it. I could love it. (laughs) 
Um, okay. I love it. Yeah, that's a really much more attractive looking dorgy than the one that I saw, which oh. was kind of heinous. Uh-oh. Um, um, yeah, all of our dogs got adopted. The last one got adopted um, um, <laughs> so while I was in Arizona. So they're all good. Um, we're going to do it again. We're going to foster again. We just have some trips coming up. So obviously we don't want to be like the people that like foster dogs and they're like immediately giving them back. Um, but yeah, fostering was super fun. <laughs> we were actually just talking about it today because they sent us a card. Aww. So we're saying, oh, thanks for like holding on to them and saving their lives until they got adopted. And so they sent us little pictures of them as babies. And one of the pictures I took, one was that one that they had taken at the beginning. And I was like, oh, we don't need to keep these. <laughs> not because I'm not sentimental, but I was just like, I just kind of assumed that like we wouldn't, because I feel like we're going to foster a lot. So I'm like, oh, should we really start collecting photos of dogs? Is that weird? And my husband was like, no, we need to like make a collage of like all the dogs we're going to foster. And I was like, oh, okay. Like a lot of dogs, but okay. So I guess we're like full into this, but I think we're taking like a little break. Puppies are a lot of work. Mm. Like we started with the eight week olds and they give you two and I mean, puppies, like puppies. Mm-hmm. They just, they're not potty trained. So it was really, it was really fun. Um, but yeah, just little breaks here and there. And that's what you can do with like rescues like Path of Hope where you can like take a break and then you can have puppies and then you can take a break. Because <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. definitely can't do puppies all day every day. I remember you calling me in the early stages of that. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I haven't gotten any sleep last night. Yes. Yeah. You were yeah. definitely like old grandpa vibes. Yeah. I was super tired. Like the first two weeks, I think it was. I was just like, oh no. No, I forgot what it was like to have puppies again. And I was like, this is just like babies. And you were like, no, it's not. And I was like, you're right. But for a while, we were just exchanging. Like, you were sending me pictures of your children as babies, and I was sending you puppy pictures. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There are similarities. Yeah, there were similarities with, like, how late you have to stay up and, like, all the accoutrement you have to buy. And how they're always doing something when you're not looking. Yeah, something evil, usually, with chocolate syrup or poking eggs that are broken on the floor or whatever. Or weeing. Your favorite thing. Yes, yes, yes. So much of that. My kids used to like to take the eggs out of the container in the door of the refrigerator and then break them on the ground and then just poke the eggs. It was their favorite thing ever. They were cannibal chickens. They really were, yeah. (laughs) We haven't gotten hardly any eggs this summer because of cannibal chickens, but that's a whole other story. Um, I still love the story you told about the – I call them the triplets at this point. Like (laughs) when they were little, they were all like, you know, this kind of the same. But when you told me that you duct taped them just to like get some dishes done, but then they immediately got out of it because – they were triplets and they were crazy. Yeah, I thought I was like out of my mind. I, I was a single mom when the kids were super little. So they were all in their pajamas early in the morning and they were just running everywhere and breaking things and doing all kinds of stuff. And I truly did not have any – like I have two arms and three kids mm-hmm. and I also needed to do the dishes. So I had them all like duct taped around their waist, just a couple of laps with tape, right, to like keep them in one spot. And I gave each one of them a toy and sat them next to me. And then I looked away, did a little bit of dishes turned around and they and then William was right there and he handed me the ball of duct tape and was like here mommy and then the rest of them were already gone like breaking more stuff around the house it was such I have so much respect for single mothers because I don't know how we all did it 
It's just one of those things you just take it one little second at a time and just hope everything goes okay. But it's one of those things I'm really empathetic toward because I remember all too well what it was like. And now, thank goodness, my kids are teenagers. It is so much easier. Like you just can toss a cheeseburger at them and go for miles, you know, whether it's a car trip or whatever. But having to get that giant triple stroller out everywhere I went because I had a one-year-old and twin infants. Mm -mm. So trying to – like I (laughs) – No. Yeah. Hard pass in general. It was very difficult. But, you know, they have been really empathetic kids as a result too. And I I really like that. They're sweethearts. Yeah. Well, you have lots of stories and you sent me lots of pictures while I was with the puppies. So we can get to that on the next Unscripted After Hours Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. We can talk some crazy kid stories. You wanted to tell – we wanted to talk about bad date stories next. So I feel like you have way better stories than me, which like this is not like a competition that you want to win, honestly. Mm -mm. You've told me some stories and I'm like, oh, dang, I don't have anything that good. But like they're not great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's hear it. Worst date you've ever been on, ever. I mean, mine haven't really been that bad in terms of like anything even crazy happening. I feel it's always just like me ducking out of dates. I was I was like that person that was like not feeling it. And so what is it like not feeling the vibe nowadays? Mm-hmm. But like back then it was just not feeling it. And I would just straight up disappear. <gasps> I you were a date Irish, ditcher? Yeah, I was full on Irish goodbye. Like every date that I did not enjoy. I was like, oh, coffee at the Rocket Bakery? Okay, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then we come back. I mean, you know, at Rocket you pay ahead of time, so it wasn't like I wasn't paying. Right, but and then like, like one guy wanted to like cook me a meal, and that was really sweet at his place, and I was like, Mm -hmm. it was great, it was delicious, but I wasn't feeling him, so I was just like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. You left his house? <laughs> yeah, I left his house. Wow. Yeah, and it was snowing too. So the fact that I was even able to escape because, you know, I'm not like a good snow driver. Yeah. 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 And then they like – we had texting unfortunately back then. They were like, where'd you go? And I was like, I died. <laughs> sorry, I'm dead now. Happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. I don't know. I just disappeared. I'm I am so, now – I'm so sorry to all of those people. I'm sure they're very great individuals nowadays, but I was not. So <laughs> – well, I bet they're listening to this and they're probably like, how dare she? Yeah. You know, you have this very sweet, innocent face. You right. just do. You have the face. Yeah. You well, get away with a lot. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't right. say like, sir, I do not like you. <laughs> and then like leave. I just felt like that wouldn't like go over well at like 22. Yeah. I just felt like, I don't know, like none of them gave off any kind of like dangerous vibes, but I was just like, felt mean. Mm. So I was like, I'm just going to disappear. What if that happens? That <laughs> seems way better. Oh my gosh. You are hilarious. So I'm the bad date, honestly. <laughs> I was always the date trying to be polite, but like staying way too long. You know oh, what I'm saying? No. I had this one guy when I was dating, when I was a single parent, there was this place called the Croc Center in Coeur d'Alene, still is. Why do I say was? No, there is a place <laughs> called the Croc Center. And they had two free hours of childcare every day. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I would take the kids to the childcare, know that they were safe and taken care of. Yeah. Because, you know, it's yeah. a little hard to do dating with a bunch of children. Yeah. Um, and I would meet people for like an hour at the little coffee cafe that was next door. And then – take the kids home and it was very easy like I always felt safe because it was in a very public environment you know like as a as a woman in general dates can be very scary because you just never know what's going to happen but it I think I went on 60 first dates what total before I met my husband now yeah I was the I was the one date and then like if I was feeling it like you said yeah then I would go for another date and do something else or whatever but the first date thing was definitely I could pretty much tell if the door was going to shut 
almost mm-hmm. immediately. And I'm that way with people too. Yeah. Either either we gel or we don't. So yeah. Uh, there was this one guy. <laughs> yeah. How did you meet? How did you know these people? How did I know them? Oh, oh, there wasn't Tinder, wow. but there were Vinny, two. Vinny calling us out for being old, <laughs> which I would just like young Vinny to know that there was plenty of fish back yes. then, which is how I met some people. Yes. How did you even get a hold of? Okay, so there was plenty. Email, of- I guess. No, it was DM. How did we? It was DM. It was DM. Oh, yeah. Plenty of fish. Yeah, yeah. I it was one person oh, off that. Yeah. yeah, there's plenty I know of that fish. still exists. People have told me that still exists. So. It does, but it was it's real <laughs> sketchy now. Like I have. Well, it was just free back time. then when we were young. Yeah. Is it still free? I don't know why I look. I'm, I'm looking at Vinny. farmers only. Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> you farmers only. That would be so, for her, not me. <laughs> now we're including Vinny on this conversation a little bit because you know you guys, guys like I don't want to be a part. Of you know he's hilarious. <laughs> so. Back then, there was plenty of fish, and OK Cupid were like okay. my two. Wasn't Match around too? Match was around, but, that but was they're like paid, and we were cheap. So. One, it was paid, and I did it. MySpace. That's MySpace. Funny. No, Vinny. I mean, okay, go f yourself. Okay, Vinny. I did. Wow, rude. No. Although AOL chat rooms, yeah, AOL chat rooms got real gross. <laughs> they were Remember terrible. the ones that said hot tub or whatever in them. That Probably. was real nasty. They all just descended into chaos they did. real fast. So <laughs> Every time. Yikes. So anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, you guys, um, <laughs> <laughs> they had Plenty of Fish and OkCupid. Okay and those two, like I would I, – I was a big believer in love, right? Mm-hmm. Like I really thought I was going to find someone amazing. And funny enough, I did, but it wasn't the way that I thought it would happen. Yeah, how did um, you guys meet? Well, we can talk about that in a second, but I'm yeah. going to finish with this okay, weird sorry. story. How dare you, Melissa? Both of it's us fine. now. It's funny. <laughs> no, I'm so rulesy. Uh, anyway, this is – that better be cut. Or is it going to be? I don't know. I'm looking at Vinny and he's laughing at me, so I don't know if it is or not. So fun story. So this guy that I met at the Croc Center, he was really weird. Like I could instantly tell it was not going to be a fit. Like yeah. he just had this creepy aura about him, this creepy vibe. And we sat down and started talking, and I was like, normal question. Oh, so what do you do for a living? And he goes, oh, (laughs) that's a really interesting question. I'm a citizen of the world. And I was like, oh. (laughs) But what do you do for money? And he's like, oh, yeah, exactly what I said. I I just kind of go from thing to thing, and, like, I just make my way through odd jobs, and I just really want to experience everything that life has to offer. And I'm like, yeah, but you know life has – bills right like i don't want to have to pay for you to do everything <gasps> and there was this other guy who worked like as a chainsaw salesman that was in priest river and he was such a weird dude like at first i thought he was very sweet like he was just very jolly and friendly and seemed like a cool dude he played the guitar and i would drive all the way out to priest river to hang out with him and like we'd go to the lake or we'd I don't know, like go to whatever burger joint out there. But then he started asking me for money. Oh. And I could I was like on food stamps at the yeah, time. That's a no, just in general. Right? Yeah. Not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so then he had his friend move in with him who was in trouble with the law in like Nevada. I know mm-hmm. it got so weird. And he was very nice, but I mean, obviously had some issues. So he was like hiding from the authorities with his friend out in Priest River. And then they wanted to go on dates with me together. And I was like, what Uh-oh. is happening? This is not uh-huh. a great situation. <laughs> 
I think we all know what's happening. Yeah, now. but no, he wasn't creepy about it. He just like always wanted to hang out with us. And I think we went on like three dates like as a group, but it wasn't like that. Yeah. Like we went and okay, sure. best date sure. ever. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just best date ever though with him was when we went to Priest Lake and he found this like secret beach that was right across from like this little island. And they both brought their instruments. Like one played guitar, the other played the mandolin. And they sang Wagon Wheel like they were from – what is it? The Josh Brown – or the Zach Brown, Zach Brown Band. Everybody thought they were the Zach Brown Band on vacation. So all these like boats kept pulling up <laughs> and they just kept performing and playing music because he apparently like did this a lot. And – and it was a fantastic date. Like, we went on a canoe ride. Like, it was super fun. But then after that, some things happened, and the friend thing got really weird, and he never n- didn't invite – like, he was always invited. Mm-hmm. So we, so at a certain point, I'm like, dude, I don't want to hang out with your friend and you. Like, this is just yeah. getting super weird. Um, and I broke up with him. And I had accidentally left my pillow at his house, which was like a down pillow that I had saved and saved for to get for myself for Christmas. Oh. And I was very sad about it. And I was like, hey, would you mind just mailing it back to me? And he was like – you're a bitch. I'm not mailing the back. And like totally chewed me out. And I'm like, what? what? Well, that's a good thing I broke that off. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. That's just one weird story. Girl but friends. you asked about how Rob and I met. But I want to know. Huh? Never got the pillow I, back. I assume and she did not get the Brian, yeah. I will not forget about that. And it was really mean and I don't appreciate it. Oh my gosh. I feel like we should save the whole like how we met them. Mm-hmm, I agree. For the next unscripted. So let's do that. When the Kickstarter goes live and you're listening to this, yeah. you should definitely subscribe to the Kickstarter. I think it's called Friend of Trending Northwest. Mm-hmm. So make sure to subscribe to that level and anything above that level. And then you'll get access to more of these unscripted episodes where we'll talk about how we met our husbands, maybe our favorite date with our husbands, like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of hilarious stories. Blake is a sweet, precious treasure. But like, He's not good with directions, which was not great <laughs> during our early, early dating days. <sighs> so, and we didn't have each other's numbers. So, mm. you can imagine how that all went at the beginning. Oh, that'd be <laughs> super weird to not even know your number. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the very first dates, right? Were you oh. like exchanging numbers right away, right away? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like before you met. Yeah. Right away. Before we met, we actually exchanged numbers before we ever met. We talked. Okay. So, the. Rob sent me a couple messages back and forth, and then he sent me his phone number. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get too much into this. Okay. Long story short. We'll save it. Long story short, we talked a lot on the phone before we ever hung out in person. Okay. 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 I, like, wanted to get a feel of whether or not he was a creeper. Right. I mean, after all those experiences. So many creepers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get that. I get that. I have even worse stories, but I'm not going to tell you those. We will save that for the next unscripted so anyway, so, take a look. Keep an eye out for your, the Kickstarter. We're really excited. We will launch it everywhere. Don't worry. Yeah. You won't miss it. <laughs> and you definitely won't want to miss out on the cool merch that we're going to have from Maker and Made, as well as from Chris Bovey, who's custom designing a t-shirt and a poster for us, which we were so honored and humbled by. That was a really sweet move on his part. And we're going to have stickers. Yeah. So many stickers. So fun. Yeah. So anybody can purchase at virtually any income level. We have a $10 package, a $50 package, a $100 package, right? Uh yeah, um let me see. Okay, oh, we have a ten dollar package, a thirty five dollar oh. package, and a hundred dollar oh. package. Okay, all right. So segueing from bad dates, I don't know if you ever went to the fair for a date. I actually, oh, I went. I went once to a fair in Phoenix as a date, but it was with my actual husband. So I think it was. I don't think it was my husband then, but like 
he became my husband, so it was a fun date. It wasn't like a terrifying date. I remember going to the fair a lot as like a high schooler with friends, and those for some reason were always terrifying because we did this. I don't think the fair here has it, but the fair in Phoenix had like a um like a suspension like imagine being in the Ferris wheel, right? So it's all open and stuff. And then it's just like a line that goes across like the entire fair. So you could look down to your horror. Oh. And then like be taken across the whole fair and then dropped off. And I remember like going a lot as a high school oh. student just being absolutely terrified. That sounds really scary. It was horrible. I actually like so was it a- one of those like sky basket kind of things or was it like Maybe that's what it was called? You know yeah. like the Von Roll systems? You know what I'm talking about like the old sky baskets at Disneyland? Do you remember those? Don't. So they look like almost like a little bucket dangling from the sky. Kind okay. Of thing? Yes. Yeah. It was very bucket esque. Okay. So, but was it like square shaped or was it round? It was. It was very much like the Ferris wheel. Like it was kind of like curved, like kind of oh. like when you're skiing, like that kind of. Oh. Yeah. Like a. Oh, that's terrifying. Like a bench okay. Situation. Yeah. No. Just over all the fair goers too. So I remember like looking over as like a fair, the person in the the bucket over the fair people, and I was like, who am I gonna kill if I fall out? You know, like don't aim for the children, obviously. But, like, I don't know. Aim for the ground, obviously. Yes. No humans. So, right. anyway, I'm so, glad, I'm so glad our fair here does not have that situation. I feel like the fair here is honestly pretty chill. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, yeah. not going to kill anyone there. <laughs> yeah, I think there are better regulations for the rides here. Yeah, maybe. I think Washington <laughs> does have a lot of better regulations in Arizona. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but the fair is coming up and we're going to – I think it starts tomorrow. And so, Which mm. means anyone listening to this is like it's already been going on for a couple days. But um, I really like the fair here. I think the whole like 4-H thing is really big here. And maybe it was in Arizona but like you didn't see it much because you were like dying. But um, I love the 4-H. Like I just think it's like really cool here. It is really cool. And one of the things I've always wanted to do is enter the Spokane County Fair. Really? I haven't ever done it. Okay. But I feel like next year will be my year. This year we were building the magazine. Y'all, my grass and my garden look really bad. Oh. I can't even tell you how de- depressing it is in my backyard. Like my dahlias are only like I was going to say you could enter for your dahlias. They I were totally beautiful could. last year. Yeah, they were amazing. I will say this, though. Most dahlia growers here are having the same issue mm. because the spring was so cold and wet. Yeah. Um, we didn't really – we weren't even able to plant ours until much later. Oh. Um, so I'm just hoping that my little tubers survive until next year. But, oh. yes, I, I've always wanted to enter. Um, there's a guy, actually, I'm posting a picture of who has a pumpkin that is as big as this table. 1,400 pounds is what it last clocked at last week. And he typically wins. Um, so I will – We'll share a little bit about that amazing pumpkin on Instagram probably tomorrow, the first day of the fair. And I love the fair. I always get those crazy unlimited passes and I just ball out. Like, yeah, I want to go on all the rides and be super silly. I love playing fair games. I get creepily competitive. So if you want to go to the fair, I will go with you and I will destroy you. You know those little like water squirter guns and like the thing where you like throw – Balls at the like clown things, yeah, that have, like, the yeah, to win, hair. like, yeah, uh-huh. to win the things. I'm actually really good at those. <gasps> Me so, too, game on. Yeah, oh, I think so it's, yeah, I think it's, we gotta try it. Yeah, I'm gonna the, throw some money down. It's gonna be a fun time. That's super fun. I think the first time I played beer pong, everyone was like, oh, you know, you have to like do this and blah blah. And I was like, okay, like, let's just see how this goes. And I was like, 
very good at it immediately. And Ooh. I was like, I literally am not coordinated at all. But for this, I was like, maybe like the competition though came out. And I was like, <laughs> I love drinking. Let's do this. Although you don't like, you don't drink when you're the one winning. So I don't know how this went. But it also like works with the fair, even though there's like not booze involved. There's just like winning cute little toys and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we went, I think the fa- I don't know if the fair happened last year. But I know we took a couple of years off because the whole, you know, thing. Mm. But in 2019 when we went, or 2018, <laughs> um, we ended up winning, like, a little stuffed animal for our dog. Aww, and we were just cute. so excited. So, yeah, like, I'm not terrible at fair games. So. I'm freakishly good at fair games. So we are going to – we're going to go hard yeah. at the fair. <gasps> do you want to do a double date? So you can have dates. That would be super fun. Let's yeah. do it. And I actually – oh, I remember what you are saying, the water gun thing. I was actually yeah. really bad at that that year. Really? Yeah, I actually, like – yeah, I think that I one's rigged, man. Like I know a lot of those games are they rigged, are. but this one is particularly rigged. Yeah, but the I fair really is loved fun. it. Yeah, when I was little, we used to do this fair at our church, and they would even bring in like a little water ride. It was so freaking fun, and Ooh. it was always at Easter. And then they had the eggs that you smash on people's heads with the confetti everywhere. You know, it's a Hispanic tradition. Oh, okay. yeah, and so they'd like they would like take the yolks and stuff out of the eggs and dump them out and then put confetti in them oh. and then cover it with the you know what I'm talking about no I've actually really? not seen that oh they're super fun so yeah. every Easter we buy them they usually have them at Fred Meyer okay but yeah super fun the kids though like sometimes they don't like smash it quite right and it kind of hurts when it smashes oh, no. so we had a little bit of crying for a couple of years until they figured it out but okay. it's still really fun to surprise random people did I tell you I've started to have like car confetti like oh, is, do you just throw it out of your car? Vinny is going to love this. Here's some confetti Vinny, out of are my you car. ready? This is what it's like living with me, my poor husband. So I bought confetti at a store and Rob got really mad. Oh, it was for my 13K video. Oh, I yeah. bought confetti. It yeah. was like, you know, plasticky, you know, golden confetti, but it was just like yeah. a small bag of it. Well, Rob got really mad and said I shouldn't throw the confetti because he'd be cleaning it up in the yard for like years to come. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's just tiny confetti. Nobody's yeah. going to care. So I did it anyway, <laughs> like I do with most things. Um, and now I have started to surprise him with said confetti at just random times. So, yeah, I just grab a handful, stick a hand in my pocket, and I call it my pocket confetti. Oh my and so God. we went to the grocery store, and I took this little handful of confetti no. and just went, pew, like outside, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Not inside. I wasn't that mean. Um, but it scared the ever-loving snot out of him. And ever since, it's just been magical. One confetti surprise after another. Highly recommend pocket confetti. I would be really into that, honestly. I don't yeah. think anyone else I know would be. But it's like if someone was just like, oh, Good job. And then just confetted me. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. That's great. Okay. Note to self. You're going to get some confetti. me, whatever. Confetti. I might, like, be like, oh, my eyes. But then I'll be like, oh, I love this. <laughs> okay, cool. Yay. Perfect. I feel like I do need to get, like, some decompostable confetti. Mm-hmm. I mean, some compostable confetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decomposable. Yeah. I know. Um, I know. I've been reading about microplastics. It's very upsetting. Yeah. So, so next time, I'll make sure it's compostable. Yes. And I want to know, because this is a fast five, what are yes. your favorite snacks? Okay, so I've, like, really fallen in love with these nut and cheese things because they feel healthy. You know, like, Mm -hmm. nuts are good for your brain, and I don't know about, like, (laughs) they are. (laughs) I hate all of you. (laughs) I don't know about, like, 
they're little raisins. I don't know what they're good oh, for. Oh, raisins. They're just, yeah. They're just they have antioxidants. Okay, there yeah. we go. Yes. And then the cheese, I think, is like protein or something. Yeah. So, like, they feel really healthy. So, mm-hmm. like, when I'm eating snacks just, like, obsessively, I'm like, well, these can't be bad for me. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and so I actually got these at Costco. They were, like, super cheap. When they're, like, not super cheap at the store, just, like, by themselves. So mm-hmm. I was like, yay, snacks. I know. It's, like, kind of a boring old lady snack, I feel like. No, but. you're the best snack mom. Yeah, it's the Kirkland Cheese Fruit and Nut Pack. Yeah. I got the sharp cheddar cheese with sea salted cashews and cranberries one, and I loved it. So Melissa good. is the best snack mom. She brings excellent like snacks. Yeah. I bring I bring good, yummy, like healthy mm-hmm. snacks um, and, and alcohol. I'm like, uh, well, if we're yeah. going to drink, let's at least drink on a full stomach. Yeah, that was a very smart move on your part. It makes – you know, us a little bit more lucid. What are your favorite snacks? Oh, just, just real fast. I did. I'm obsessed with dates from Ooh, Costco. I freak the pitted ones. Yeah. But they didn't have them last time at Costco, so I got figs because I was like, surely those are the same things. And I have to ask because my mom wasn't sure. and She's like the only expert in my life. So figs are like, you know, like this. And then they have like a little pumpkin stem. Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to eat that or not? I mean, like, you can. It's it's pretty hard and crunchy. Okay. I as, haven't been As my kids would say, it. it's crunchy. Okay. Um, yeah, I usually just pick it off. If it's too dry and hard, I don't really like that. That's I hate it dry and hard, too. <laughs> it just, I mean, not maybe that's the hard part. Not a the fan. Is gross. <laughs> yeah, I am not a fan. Okay. And so, like, I'll usually take that off. But we had a fig tree when I was growing up. Oh, okay. Right in front of my house. It was always a thing. I love fresh figs whenever I can get them. You know okay. who has them? No. Sometimes huckleberries, most of the time pilgrims and Coeur d'Alene. I don't think fresh. I've ever eaten a fresh fig. They are lovely. Mm. One of my favorite things to make as a snack is a fig, and you cut it kind of in fourths, but not all the way to the bottom, and you put a little blob of goat cheese in it, and then you bake it, and then you drizzle it with honey. It's amazing. Wow. Amazing. Sounds amazing. Okay, good. So I'm good. so glad to know that. We haven't been eating the tops, but I was like, if they sell it with the tops, are you supposed to eat the tops? Yeah. You oh. can have the – well, like, you just – you know, like – the neck of it sometimes dries out really hard or like sometimes a little bit of the stem is attached and you don't really want to eat a stick. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, you learned about Melissa that she might eat the whole thing, which is not always a great thing. I think so. she'll be okay. It has a lot of fiber at least, right? Okay. Good. Yeah. Fiber. Yeah. So speaking of that, what are mm-hmm. your favorite snacks? So Monica, our amazing nutritionist, Ms. Jacobson, if you're nasty, um, she has been such a great resource for me because, you know, I'm newly diagnosed diabetic. So I've been figuring out what are some smart snacks I can have that also won't spike my blood sugar. And one of the things I am addicted to is grape tomatoes. And I mix Greek yogurt with ranch mix, like the powdered mm, ranch mix. Mm-hmm. It's the best. I also like um, Greek yogurt. You can mix it with like monk fruit sweetener and oh. then do like a – and then like maybe even a little bit of cream cheese mm. or like whipped cream cheese with it. Mm-hmm. And then it makes it almost like cheesecake and then I dip strawberries in it. Right? right. Super smart oh and God. pretty healthy. Yeah. I'm big on the healthy snacks that I can have like – when I'm watching TV at late at night and I'm still a little hungry after dinner because I've yeah. been trying to like space out my meals and do smaller portions. So like all of that is is pretty helpful. I also love – they make these brown rice crackers that I get at, at Fred Meyer Kroger brand. Uh, not Kroger brand. Oh, my God. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to redo that. They make these brown rice crackers that you can get at Fred Meyer and they're like a rice cake but they're more delicious. Mm. Like they, they have more of a – 
like a wheat thin kind of vibe. Mm. And I can put hummus on those and yes. a bunch of random toppings. I could do cottage cheese with raspberries. That was a really good one the yeah. other day. I loved that. And it's just a simple thing that can keep you full longer and keep you satiated because that's like when I go through those big spikes with blood sugar, anybody is yeah. affected by their blood sugar. I mean, you may not realize it, but it really does impact your mood and your energy. So yeah. I just try to be careful about that. No, I love those. And Monica is one of our contributors and she had some really good stuff about um, using herbs in your food, um, which is really fun because I don't know, I wasn't like, I didn't grow up as like an adventurous eater. And so, and my husband really was. So he like adds a ton of herbs and stuff. And so when I was like reading Monica's article, I was just like, oh yeah, these are all the herbs that he uses in our cooking and stuff. And I was just like, it is so key how herbs can change like the flavor of a dish from like boring or spicy or like and or like sweet to like savory it's just like crazy like whatever you end up putting it in there it can be any kind of flavor yeah like fresh cilantro is Mm -hmm. such a game changer yeah i just had some on my tacos earlier and during the podcast just before this one i totally had cilantro in my teeth and Mm -hmm. melissa was really sweet and tried to message me oh my god you have cilantro right between your teeth and i was like oh no but i didn't see it until the end of the podcast so i don't know if our Chris Bovey episode, I looked real weird to him, but he was super sweet about it. So I'm sure it was fine. He's an absolute gem. He really is. He he may have seen it and he was just like, that's just how I am. She's missing a tooth. (laughs) She's just a real weirdo. (laughs) NBD. Right? So last thing that we're going to talk about in our Fast Five, which is so nice that we can be back with the Fast Five again. I need to. Yeah, Vinny's favorite. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, don't do it. Um, I need to read that. So the last thing for our Fast Five is current TV shows that we're watching. And now I am just going to pick one because we're running out of time. Yes. But I will say my very favorite show that I'm watching right now that's a series because, you know, I love some TV. Mm -hmm. I I like the series because you get more of the story development. Like you get to know the characters a little better. It gets to be a little more predictable. Like movies I also love for different reasons. Like, you know, the cinematic effect and, and how you have to be really impactful and mindful of all of the time that fills that story. But with a series, I just enjoy it so much more. And right now I am watching The Extraordinary Attorney Wu. It is a highly recommended show for me. It's okay. Don't get weird. It's all in Korean. So it's not in English. I watch it in Korean, but with subtitles. Mm -hmm. Cause you know me, I love me some subtitles. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to see it because I don't hear that well. I don't know what it is. I think it's because of all the bass music that I listen to, like in my early tens, teens and twenties. Yeah. Um, I had one of those like little Honda Civic Del Souls that had a sound system. You know, like I would, yeah, I had so much fun. You were one of those kids. I really was. Um, and so I really loved listening to that, but the, the Extraordinary Attorney Wu is on Netflix, and it's a really sweet story about a young attorney, a female attorney who has autism, and she lives in Korea, and autism is still very stigmatized in their culture. And so it kind of goes through her story of identifying the fact that she has it and kind of understanding the different manifestations of the spectrum um, and how she interacts with others. And it's so charming and so funny. The videography is beautiful. The cinematography really transports you to her world. And she's obsessed with whales. So in the story, everything for her relates to talking about whales. And she gets so excited. She's like, am I allowed to talk about whales right now? Like, <laughs> oh my God. it's really cute. It's super heartwarming. She falls in love with a character. It gets tumultuous because she doesn't want to like burden him with – being with her, she feels really bad about having autism. So it Aww. it relates to me because I'm married to someone who's autistic and I just 
I just find the story so flippin' charming, and it's beautifully done. The storytelling from beginning to end is very compelling and sweet. So if you like like a feel-good, happy, but interesting show, um, yeah, highly recommend it. The, yeah. uh, the Extraordinary Attorney Woo. Sounds really good. I've really actually enjoyed a lot of the like Korean shows. I feel like I'm a little behind in a lot of them. Like Squid Games, I feel like I'm Mm. still behind on that one. And then I saw Train to Busan. That might have been a movie, actually. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, I've really they're they're really creative. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've I've really appreciated that because I feel like sometimes like American shows and American movies can be like a little bit redundant now. Like there's just like so much superhero stuff. And I'm like, I like that, but like not all the time. (laughs) So um, I guess there's two. So like I'm going to say one and then you're going to call me out. So I guess I'll end up saying the second one. But the movie that I – or the show that I'm really into now, I guess it came out in 2018. So I'll be like your old school version. It The last season came out in 2021 and in December. So I'm not super off. But Lost in Space – which was, I think, a movie in like the seventies uh-huh. or something. Uh-huh. That's what that's what my husband was telling me, and so he wanted to watch a show, and I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I usually work while we're like watching shows. I'm just like a workaholic, so I like was Same. working, and he was watching the show, and we were just like sitting next to each other, and then I was like, oh, I started to actually get really into it because he was like telling me about the movie, and he was like, Danger, Will Robinson. I was like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> um, but then like the updated show, TV show on Netflix, um. Lost in Space is actually, like, really good. I never – I still haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how the movie is. But um, the show is really good. It, like, blends a lot of really cool space stuff in with – interesting things so it doesn't get like too esoteric too like out of in the weeds about it's not space like super things. space trek i mean what am i saying star trek i'm going like well, star wars and space trek i don't even yeah know what I'm it's just like there was a movie on <laughs> or there was a show on national geographic i want to say that was called like mars or life on mars. oh yeah no and that was just like too, too weird yeah it was yeah. too sciencey and yeah. not to say that we don't love science but like we don't we don't want science 100% of the time. Yeah, not like for entertainment purposes. Right. You feel so like you're at, is, in a classroom or something. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so this is a really good blend. Like the mom is really like nerdy in the sense that she's all explaining like rocket science and stuff. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, okay, great. And then like explosions and aliens happen. And then you're nice. like, yes. I feel like I'm <sighs> learning something and aliens. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed that. We're in season three right now. So I don't nice. know how it ends. I mean, I assume how it ends. But um, <laughs> and then, of course, my little guilty pleasure is 90 Day Fiance, any of the spinoffs. I'm obsessed. But again, I'm usually like working during them. So I'm like posting events and stuff. And so I'm like watching and then I'm like, okay, events. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm like, I'm not the kind of person that can like sit still and just like watch a show. I totally get you. And there, it takes like really intentional television for me to like stay and be hooked Mm -hmm. and there's a show that was recommended to me by one of our contributors and I was like "Uh, I don't know if that's going to be me and you're going to make a really weird face and I can't wait for this Okay, it's called How to Build a Sex Room oh I it's it's on Netflix right yes okay I was really intrigued by that it is amazing like I was completely blown away I thought it was going to be real pervy and weird Mm -hmm. I mean there are pervy but mostly it's just very interesting about how this really fabulous woman used to design upscale homes mm-hmm. like gorgeous multi-million dollar mansions and now her focus is this sex room business and like one couple made like a trap door sex room underneath their house what? another one had one in their bedroom but it was like 
more relaxed. It was intended to be like spa feeling and really oh. beautiful. Uh-huh. It was freaking fascinating. So if you've read Madame Stina Ray's articles and you're super into that and you want to kind of like explore something funky and different, I highly recommend How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix. You totally want to check that one out. Yeah, that actually looks really interesting. Yeah, I saw that in the previews and I was like, oh, this looks like a cool one. So add it to my Netflix queue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think this was a su- super successful after hours. If you couldn't tell, we've had the whole bottle of wine I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah, there's a tiny bit left. And but we're finishing off the ha- yeah. the One Tree Hard Cider. So yeah, we yeah, love our One Tree. Love One Tree. Super good. Mm-hmm. Also super good from Vine and Olive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and if you want to hear more of this, yes, definitely make sure to subscribe to the Kickstarter. If this wasn't your jam and you become a friend of uh, Trending Northwest, you're going to get it so maybe just forward it to a friend in that case <laughs> yeah um we still hope that it's your jam and if you have feedback or comments please sure if you have feedback or comments please be sure to leave us a comment we would love to hear from you or send us a dm on instagram or facebook because one of the most important things to us is making sure that we're creating content that's relevant and interesting to you so we hope that you have a great rest of your week and to see you around at some of the events around town yeah see you there Bye. Bye.